Hello, hello. Welcome to Fully DGen Podcast. My name is Quintessa. And I'm Oluwafemi. We're delighted to have you on here with us. Awesome. Fully DGen promises to give you exclusive access to the minds of the builders in the space. And we're speaking with the movers and shakers of the industry to get you insights into the world of Web3. Web3 is not just a technology though, it's a social revolution. Together, wag me. Yay, with lots of laughs and the occasion of bewilderment, discovering Web3 together will be fun. It's already feeling exciting. LFG! <laughs> You're welcome to our space. Um, this is uh, fully digital, and uh, our goal is visually just to have uh, an understanding of the industry and to have insights from uh, you know, movers and shakers like you, founders, co-founders, geek in the space. And uh, we are really, really excited to have you in our corner today. So I would just like us to like hear from you. Uh, tell us more about what JC is and what you're doing in the Web3 space. Uh, thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here too. So um, I started my journey when I was young. So I was uh, 16 when I first learned how to code uh, C++ in school. So I was very interested in, in computers. Uh, when I first got my computer, it was like the big PC computer, you know, that with the printer and um, and I saw the guy setting it up. There was like code, like the matrix flowing down. <laughs> and I was like just a kid. So since since like when I was nine years old, I, I decided I want to become a programmer myself because mm -hmm. I wanted to know what, what uh, he was doing, you know? Nice. So uh, yeah, so uh, compared to other people, I actually knew what I wanted to do in college since I was a child. So I, that's why I started coding in school. And um, <clears throat> and I actually like uh, went into a lot of competitions in school. I made a robot, uh, a line tracking robot and won a science fair first place for my school. And um, I won, I made some, uh, I went into other competitions also. I even taught in a computer club. I made programming cool, you know, like it's, uh, <laughs> it's like, <clears throat> it was like the first year in school where like even, even girls joined the, the club because we were making a lot of fun activities, not just, nice. uh, <laughs> not just uh, <laughs> like uh, uh, guys, which was dominated uh, actually back then. So I made a club, I, I tried to like make fun activities, fun games. I tried to teach people how to do games. And um, I launched my first startup uh, when I was uh, 18 in Beirut. Um, and But uh, the market started crashing in Beirut and we started to have a decline in the economy. Um, and an explosion happened. Uh, uh, so we actually, like, the market in Lebanon was a bit uh, tough. Um, so I decided <clears throat> to move to Dubai instead and uh, pursue my uh, career and uh, make connections here. And uh, it's going well right now. So yeah, so exactly. If you integrate yourself in the community, you will meet people, and uh, you will uh, you will do amazing things and meet amazing people. You know, 
So, um, yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. Uh, thank you for that introduction. Um, so can you, like, taking going from where you've been and what you've been doing, how did you jump onto the Web3 uh, bandwagon? What is it about the Web3 philosophy that attracted you to the space? And how have you positioned yourself in the space right now? Um, okay, so the transition between web 2 to web 3 since i was like a web 2 developer uh, uh, most of for most of my projects it happened because because of a personal story about uh, about beirut and about uh, the collapse that happened so people when they get a lot of power and control like in like uh, if someone controls the whole government or the whole banking system or a whole country um there's there's going to be abuse of power or like or some some hacks or some cybersecurity because it's centralized you know mm -hmm. like and by the way, the internet, when it started, it actually started decentralized. We used to have uh, some servers, uh, each each like university had a server yeah, and that was the whole internet. That yeah, so, so it actually was decentralized. Then uh, all those big corporations started to appear. Uh, they started selling out servers to, to uh, and and like renting servers. So it became centralized again because of this increase in power and because of the technology and the speed of our uh, computer um, uh, CPUs. So uh, once the technology started to, to be better and once Bitcoin was like launched, uh, people found like there's a way we can transition this to, to actually give the people back their power and uh, for me uh, i i like this idea um i used to be when when bitcoin launched i used to like hear about it people were telling me this is like the new gold uh, standard and um and i thought that this was the solution that that can prevent financial crashes in in countries that can prevent uh, um, people trusting a certain uh, entity, a certain government, um, like banks can can go bankrupt any day. Uh, blockchain technology can help uh, avoid that. Um, even though we hear a lot of news like FTX uh, getting like, uh, but the thing is, FTX is a centralized exchange. So you can't, yeah. So the 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 vision is to actually really highlight what decentralization is and what blockchain as a technology can do to the future. Not just crypto trading and not relying on a centralized entity, even if it's a centralized crypto exchange. There are decentralized exchanges that can help solve this problem, and if people adopt them more their liquidity problem will be solved so mm -hmm. so that's why i i because those things happened in my like where in the country that i loved and where i was born and raised in um and i was forced to move out of it i really wanted the future to be different so that's mm. what compelled me uh, a lot 
to actually transform everything on the internet to Web3 or at least try to help startups do that. That's amazing. So you have had a personal experience of um, the downfall of a centralized uh, government. And so um, yeah. what, what are you bringing to the space? Um, you're very technically savvy. And that's something I think that we struggle with a lot in, in, in uh, Web3 helping businesses say in Web2 to transition into Web3. There's a lot of jargon. There's a lot of technical speak. And a lot of people are very confused about what to do and, and all of these. So how are you helping from your from your perspective? Yeah, so exactly. Like you said, there's a lot of buzzwords uh, happening uh, right now. There's a lot of scams um, because um, in every in every new uh, technology or in every new uh, adoption or uh, a bubble, um, there will be uh, people that will abuse this. So there was a lot of uh, uh, pumps and dumps. There was a lot of, I noticed that a lot of startups uh, started like abusing the space by um, uh, launching startups with a lot of fake websites uh, or even like they just do a website that promise something but they don't actually do it a lot of pumps and dumps mm. or startups that uh, really like just capture all of the buzzwords because he might be non-technical and he thinks that this will be uh, doable but in reality it's actually not so mm-hmm. um uh in every new technology there will be those kinds of things unfortunately so um what i did is like when i moved to dubai um, we founded a web3 initiative as we called it a web3 initiative because uh, it's not just a consulting company it's it's now uh, consulting and i try to even offer free consulting i try to offer a lot of support uh, and become a tech advisor to a lot of founders and uh, also running startups um, so that I can try to explain to them how what problems they can actually tackle and solve using this new technology. You know, because uh, Web3 and blockchain technology solves like three main problems, um, data ownership, trustless uh, uh, trustless infrastructure industries um, uh, might like have uh, some problems related to data ownership that's why nfts started to boom because uh, this allowed you to actually own your data own your art or own your ip um, not uh, because like right now currently um, uh, meta or facebook or uh, like anything you post on social media the company itself has the right to 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 do whatever they want with your work with your data um and you you have no say and they can actually block you whenever they want so this is another industry that that uh, is is good to to switch solve those issues and there's many more i can explain for every industry how we can transition it and uh, what are the main problems that's why we 
focus on the problem and then come up with the solution and try to see what technology fits in this particular uh, solution. Also be very, very challenging, you know, like because you don't even know. People can tell you that they've built this, but you can't really tell. So what's your like your advice for someone who is starting a project in this space, especially when they cannot build the solution themselves? Um, so my advice for, uh, for entrepreneurs and founders is to try to focus really on a problem uh, that can't be solved in Web2 and, uh, and explore how Web3 is actually solving those problems. Because Web3 is a new technology with new possibilities that were not possible in Web3. And um, I advise founders and entrepreneurs to actually seek out tech advisors, seek out uh, uh, a friend, ask a friend that is into blockchain or into technology um, uh, to actually explain to them uh, how they can really implement their idea before actually hiring some freelance developers to actually do their project. Because um, many founders, many entrepreneurs, they come to me and they say like, I had this project in mind, I hired a freelancer online, uh, my idea was to do something very big, but uh, he, he signed, we signed a contract together and he ended up doing a website for me only and uh, then stopped replying. So, uh, don't, yeah, so don't, uh, managing a technology team uh, needs a, a good uh, uh, CTO or a, a person that that have been into uh, that have been working in technology for a long time and knows what can be done and what can't be done um, because even developers that are uh, intermediate uh, level or uh, even if they had like five years of experience uh, they might uh, not be experienced enough to do the full project you know, like they might be experienced in uh, a particular space, like front-end development, back-end development. But to have a good uh, team, you need to have a good uh, CTO or a good tech advisor to actually tell each part what to do and uh, actually transition those to translate this idea, this business idea, into actionable tasks uh, for each uh, like department. Technology is a big space. Uh, it's kind of like uh, you need to open a hotel. Um, you need someone to be uh, uh, at the door. Uh, you need someone to be uh, the, uh, on the reception. You need someone to be managing the restaurant. So every, and you need someone to actually manage every, uh, the people and the team so uh, you can not just hire someone and open the hotel if you don't have a leader that is leading the team and it's the same in building any project uh, any app um, so yeah that's my advice is to get help and uh, you can find help for free if you just go and ask uh, i was in a talk once uh, uh, 
an entrepreneur uh, was talking on a panel. He said that they asked him, how did you start your company and uh, raise the money? He said, I just asked around. Whatever I don't know, I would ask around and you will find the answers and you will eventually connect all the dots together. Uh, so yeah, that's, uh, that's my advice. That's amazing. I, I really like that. And I'm thinking that um, uh, networking is very important in this space, like you're saying, speaking to others. Um, I, I am a very firm believer that if for any Web2 uh, brand or project that's looking to, to Web3, um, my advice is usually that they look at maybe potentially a new income stream or a new product solution rather than looking at changing the entire infrastructure to accommodate Web3. Um, and also to have somebody that is very familiar in the space join the team. Um, I feel like that's the cheaper route to success or the faster route to success than to wait to upskill themselves and, and, and all of that. Just, just get somebody, someone that is from the Web3 space into your, into your C-suite or into your team. And then they're able to to help you scale quite quickly and and create this because um, that's something that I feel like Nike did very well uh, to acquire Artifact, who are very familiar with NFTs and 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 you know incorporating all of that into their into the, their business and created a whole new product line, a whole new business stream, and made them 183 million dollars or something like that. Um, so and I think uh, Punk did. I'm not Punk. Um, what was the other project that tried to do something something similar but a different approach which is to upskill themselves and try and trial and error and then it didn't do as much um uh, it didn't do as well so yeah so i uh so is this something you agree with that the cto is actually very very crucial and that you need to be very careful how you pick your your potential cto yeah, exactly. So the CTO in any tech startup is uh, as important as the CEO, because without him, uh, the, the, the company will not have a product. Um, exactly. Yeah, maintaining even a product or an app is even harder than actually building it. So... Mm. Uh, Imagine like having a, a, a delivery company without a operations manager to manage all the drivers. <laughs> um, so exactly. So it's the same. Like you have an app, you have uh, many moving parts. And especially when, you're, uh, when you launch and you have daily active users and uh, people using your app in many different ways and trying uh, many different devices, um, maintaining the project uh, is, is something that only a CTO can, uh, can do and give out tasks to the developers, to the right developer to do the right task. So, as I said, even if developers are very experienced in their, uh, sec in their section of, of uh, technology, um, Without the CEO having the overview of the whole project, um, this developer would be focused on this small part, uh, but he won't see the bigger picture. And other than that, this is like one, one thing a CTO does. But the second is that you need someone that, that uh, can translate 
business decisions or English <laughs> to <laughs> technology. So because, exactly. yeah, because a lot of CEOs uh, can talk to a technology team and the technology team will not understand anything and they do something very far from what he <laughs> wanted. Uh, or even it won't be maintainable, it won't be scalable. Uh, they just do what they were asked to do. But when the CEO takes this idea and uh, develops it and uh, actually examines it to, to its potential and where it's going uh, and research uh, all the technology that should be used in this particular use case because of his experience, so a CTO should should actually have managerial experience. He should have uh, people skills. He should have um, uh, skills other than programming. Uh, mm -hmm. He should be able to. He should be like. Um, he should, of course, he should have a programming experience. Uh, to uh, in in all the fields, actually, is better. Um, but most importantly, he should have organizational skills, management skills, um, so that he can actually transform this or translate this idea into actionable tasks for each team or for each kind of developer and think for the future and for the scalability of the project and to uh, keep the project uh, up uh, and uh, running. Have you seen good CTOs uh, that have come straight from Web Web two into Web three? Or what, what is? How do we identify a good CTO? Like right now, I feel like we're talking about a unicorn, <laughs> which is something that I experienced. Actually, it was very hard sure. to find one. Um, what What would be like if they're so scarce? What would be your advice in 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 finding a good CTO? Um. So. If someone, um, it's it's pretty hard to tell uh, because mm -hmm. um, it's it's like asking me uh, how can I find a good CEO. It's the same. So you need to right. like, yeah. So a CTO um, should have uh, management skills, not just be a tech geek. So he should uh, he should be a person that likes to research. Um, he should have experience in different kinds of technology. Um, so he, he should be, uh, for example, he should have been working in uh, like a front end position, a back end position um, uh, throughout his experience. And then he started uh, uh, doing like a team leader position, started like managing some tasks, managing some uh, a small group of people. So if he do have this experience of, uh, of programming in different uh, languages or in different areas, and he has some team leadership uh, skills and organizational skills, he can later become a CTO. Or sometimes CTOs don't actually have to be programmers. Some people are very like tech enthusiasts. Mm -hmm. um, they actually love technology and they read a lot about technology. They don't actually do coding themselves, 
but they know how the web works like mm. and the basics of programming and what's possible and how computers and the internet works and this will be a, this can be a good cto also if he can actually understand technology and assign those different roles to everyone mm. uh, based on what is required yeah so are you speaking about mass adoption yeah mass adoption yeah yes. <laughs> so <laughs> exactly mass adoption is uh, i think in my opinion is still something uh, uh, early right now even mm -hmm. though we do have a lot of uh, big web3 startups but a lot of people that are non technical are still uh, trying to they still think that um, block when you talk about blockchain or web3 they only think that you are talking about crypto investing or crypto trading mm -hmm. um yeah so they would ask me how can i make money or which coin should i buy and i tell them i don't do i don't invest in crypto this much i don't do trading and they would be very shocked like uh, they they don't know the difference between actually building this new technology and actually being a, a, an investor or a trader yeah so <laughs> that's this, true yeah, exactly so trading and being and being like a crypto trader uh, is the same as being a stock trader yeah so like you can buy and sell uh, stocks from apple from google from tesla but uh, you don't have to actually build the tesla car yourself um because uh, this this is a different field mm -hmm. um yeah so uh, mass adoption to this new technology um requires a lot of more time or maybe not a lot but it needs more time because people need to understand the technology first they need to understand what problems they are solving and i think there should be even more startups uh, that can ease this transition and there are there are a lot of uh, cool new updates to wallets uh, there are many new wallets like you can connect your phone number and get your wallet um but the thing is like there's a trade off so you need to mm -hmm you need to make sure that how, every time you ease you make something simpler you would lose uh, a crucial security um, element, element. Mm -hmm. yeah so that's why like um so if there's a wallet that doesn't give you your private key um it's easier maybe for mass adoption but it's actually not secure and i think we need time to reach this balance um mm -hmm. but it could be reached uh, and i've i've talked and i've uh, i talked with a lot of startups that are solving uh, issues like this every day um the future mm -hmm. is going to be decentralized and uh, and it's up to engineers like me and like a lot of awesome people to, to actually build it and uh, it's a very good um, it's it's a very good future in my opinion but yeah. we still need some, uh, some time and some effort 
hundred percent agree. I feel like like what you're saying that it looks like there's still more education to be done, more simplifying of technology for us to slowly edge towards mass adoption. And I, I hear a lot of the time, I think there are two elements to this. I feel like number one, decentralization or decentralizing all of these aspects of our regular life is something that needs more than just, you know, a technological change. It has to be a mindset shift as well, because we're so centralized in our thinking as people, as human beings, because that's what we've been used to for the last century or more. Um, so decentralized concepts is so foreign and alien to us that that's why even people are still building centralized solutions on the decentralized platform, right? Exactly. It's about decentralization. We can't keep doing the same things we were doing before and expect a different result, right? So more projects need to look at creating solutions that are purely 100% decentralized, which is very difficult because it means that somebody has to give up his ego to a very large extent. <laughs> so yeah. humanity itself has a bit of a way to go. Um, and, and, and I think that we also need more mass adoption type of tools. So I don't think that the, the, the world at large needs to understand the technology. I think this is our time your time, especially as engineers, to build solutions that affect and impact mass uh, audiences, but they don't need to know uh, what it's built on. They just need to have a, an impact in their life because of the technology that has been built on on on, on the blockchain. Uh, so yes, I think that that's that's. Thank you so much. Um, I feel like you've you've touched on some actually very, very crucial points. Um, thank you for taking the time. Uh, do you want to tell us a little bit more in the last, say, five minutes um, about your actual project and how people can get in touch with you and what services you're offering? And um, yeah, and just try and shield yourself a little bit. <laughs> um, so... Um... I'm on Twitter uh, at uh, Jean-Claude On, um, and um, I try my best to to give back to the community through some tweets about uh, technology, being an entrepreneur, and blockchain uh, uh, updates, um, and. Um, and if I have a website, Jay Darren, uh, which I talked about, it's a Web3 initiative. And whoever, any founder, any uh, any freelancer or any person with an idea uh, that is not tech savvy or even a running project or a running company that uh, they think that their uh, team isn't performing uh, as efficiently as they would hope. Uh, my DMs are always open. Uh, we can just grab a coffee and discuss uh, for free uh, 